Luke Fox, Urban Farming, The Hague, Province of South Holland, Netherlands. Urban farming. When this concept comes to mind, there's a risk that imagination breaks loose and the hidden endemic cyberpunk starts projecting futuristic sceneries. Where the concrete jungle is embedded within densely glowing foliage, green has recovered grey, and the food is growing on all surfaces, directions and locations. Indoor, outdoor, rooftops, even floating, only flying farms would exhibit the clear limit of what already is vastly courting with Icarus. After all, what is urban farming? Farming in the city? Near around the city? Where is the limit? 20 kilometers? 50 kilometers? 100? Does it mean the same for Tokyo? Mexico Ciutat? Ede? Stalingrad? Bamako? Or even The Hague? Do we understand each other when we talk about urban farming? Isn't Holland already considered as a vast, densely populated extension of urbanization? With a few grasslands here and there, before stumbling on a roundabout, glasshouse, soccer field or highway. Nevertheless, it appears that for the Netherlands, urban farming has its attention curve slowly but steadily seen increasing. But are there already apparent forms of urban farming? And what do they look like? Here we are, The Hague, political capital of the Netherlands. You will visit four different forms of urban farming initiatives that have been defined by the city's municipality. You will probably wonder, are these projects really urban farming? At least, it would be practical to do so, because it's the whole purpose of this tour. What does urban farming mean? Make your own definition. And what purpose should it fulfill in the future of agriculture? Let's go! The first initiative is situated along the Spinoza Street. Therefore, it's called the Spinoza Hof. Two steps from the city centre, this small grasp of green scenery used to be a dumping belt. With a conflictual neighbourhood, where the temperature would rise even on the coldest days, like with a kettle left on a fire pit, something needed to be done. Therefore came this initiative, a garden based on social cohesion and trying to show a sustainable way of living. It is a place where 22 nationalities come together, share, learn and cherish the moment. But wait, what has this to do with urban agriculture? Okay, there are small plots where some vegetables are grown, some herbs here and there, a few bushes and fruit trees. But does it feed anyone? The answer is no. Of course, if you participate, you will eat a few salads, maybe onions coming from a pleasant outdoor labor. But feeding people is not the incentive of the project. Showing how vegetables grow and living in a sustainable way is. Therefore, they recycle their wastewater with a phytofiltering system, basically filtering wastewater with plants, and using it to irrigate the garden. If you remembered, it used to be a dumping belt. Therefore, when the transition came to the garden, the organization stadium, the owners of the land, implemented a root film, which forced to add a new ground layer of a few meters. I would recommend you to assess the soil type and the quality of each location you'll visit. The story is that the new implemented soil was very fertile, but ha had no life in it. To resolve that problem, they started to make and implement vermicompost, enabling them 
to have the soil they have today. Leaving the philosophical peace, we're heading to the Fruit and Groentemarkt, southern part of the city center. Here we have the new farm, a previous Philips office that has been converted into a food-related startup hub. If you noticed, there's a glass house on the rooftop of the building. This was the project of a company called the Urban Farmers, which final incentive was to introduce and display forms of technology to potential customers. What kind of technology, you may ask? Aquaponics, growing plants with hydroponics, coupled with aquaculture. Basically, producing tilapia fish in tanks and using their wastewater as a manure for the plants. Then the plants in return filter the water for the fish and the cycle starts again. Nevertheless, the company went bankrupt in 2018 and the 6th and 7th floor remain empty. What will happen to the glass house remains quite confidential, but the chance is that it will be related to sustainability and not necessarily around food. Nowadays, there are only two small food-related companies left, one growing microgreens and the other one mushrooms on coffee drip. Even though they are the only ones, they represent promising aspects of sustainable farming, such as low water usage, around 7 liters per square meter per year, and circularity. The fact that there are only two food-related companies left is quite symptomatic of the state of urban farming within The Hague. As you will see, first of all, the definition is very broad. And I hope you will make, at the end of the tour, a definition of your own. Secondly, this depicts well that urban farming isn't prioritized over sustainability, showing that although it benefits the city, it isn't perceived as essential. But why? Is it then getting quite some attention at the national level? Probably because it upholds elements that could be essential for the future. Locality, awareness, short change between actor within agriculture. I invite you to find other elements from what you'll see today that comfort or dismiss the necessity of urban farming within the future. Next up is the Pondertuin. Community-led gardens within the court of an old furniture and airplanes factory, Pander. The project resembles that of Spinoza Hof, although this is more bounded to the inhabitants of the buildings. If you live here, you have access to a few square meters of ground to do as you please and grow whatever you want. There are rainwater collecting tanks and composting area. Your yearly organic soil is added to the gardens. This initiative had an essential social impact on the neighborhood. The square went from dealers escaping the police to a lively place where people shared and also cherished the moment more quietly. Apparently the presence of gardens translates a message that people live here and care about their surroundings. This forces respect, or at least deviance, in regards to degradations. But can we consider this urban farming? Should we consider it like that? The final location will help putting the notion in perspective. We are at Pluck, situated in the western part of the city, within the Madenstein Park. This is a bigger location, with different activities, and mostly a factor of production. You have three parts, a care farm, 
a fruit and berries orchard, and a vegetable garden where you harvest the food yourself. Yes, yourself. This is because the farm is a CSA, community-supported agriculture, where the interactions between the customer and the farmer are indefinitely narrow, allowing the farmers to have a financial security in case of yield loss. A community-supported agriculture inhibits all the actors involved when you are usually buying within a supermarket. Because when you are buying food within a supermarket, you actually almost never pay for the food itself. It mostly is retail, marketing, infrastructure, logistics. This enables Pluck to have affordable vegetables and provide fair wages for the few workers on the farm. The vegetable garden part provides 45 food baskets a week that are harvested by the customers. When asking the workers of Pluck about urban farming, they said it is almost inexistent within The Hague. They are almost the only ones. And they even think their existence wouldn't have happened if they weren't a care farm as well. Apparently, there is no room for new projects. Mostly nature areas such as forests will be favored over farms like these. To wrap this all up in a nutshell, I wonder what you will think of the vague notion of urban farming. Will you agree with Pluck? Will you imagine new potential landscape within the city? Or is it perfect as it is? At least, I wish you to think about the future, before the future will decide for us. Thank you, I hope you enjoy.